0: And I could very clearly feel like someone had sat down on the bed next to me.
1: My one sister, Teresa, come literally floating down the stairs. She never touched those stairs coming down. One night, we went downstairs. We heard a bang like
0: something had fallen. Several doors in the kitchen cabinets were open, like wide open. But there's very distinct audio on one of the uh, videos that says, open the
2: door. Very nasty, demonic sounding voice. So
3: that is my ghost story.
4: Hi and welcome to Haunted AF. This is season four of the podcast. That's Woo! all about real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. I'm Rebecca Black. Hey, girl. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I can't believe we're finally doing this. I missed our theme song. <laughs> I know. And honestly, I had planned on doing a new theme song this summer, and then I just yeah. didn't. But we did get a lot of good stuff that yeah. happened this summer. Tell them about the whole Chris Jericho thing.
1: So. Finally, it happened. We were on with Chris Jericho of Talk is Jericho. We landed on his podcast. He spent an entire hour with us. That was amazing. It was so awesome. And, of course, now we're all BFFs with Chris Jericho. And we talk <laughs> on Twitter. And we text each other. And it's been so much fun. And, of course, we've gotten a ton of new listeners from that. So, thank you guys from Talk is Jericho. Appreciate you guys following us and coming along for the ride for Season 4.
4: Oh, yeah. A whole bunch of new people. We saw a massive bump after the Chris Jericho podcast. Podcast. And if you haven't listened to that, please go and find it. Probably one of the biggest things that's gonna happen to us, you know, for a like while. Ever in life. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> so we also started a TikTok page, which kind of blew up and it's so funny because yeah. you know, my kids were horrified at the fact that we were starting this TikTok page. And then it took <laughs> off. Like we have over fifteen thousand followers right now. One of our videos has had almost four hundred thousand views. Wow. It's kind of bigger than the podcast now. <laughs> <which> <laughs> (laughs) a bit of a bummer, but definitely go and find us because it's kind of different. We're sharing videos that people have Mm -hmm. sent in. Also, we have new listeners from the Festival of the Unexplained out of the UK, which we just did this past weekend. A real quick hello to a bunch of new Patreon followers or our patrons. We've got Adam, AJ Strange, Bruce, Scott Michelle, Mary Asuncio, Becky Turner, Lisa Matanis, Natalie, and Alyssa Long. Thank you guys for supporting us over the summer. I'm sure a lot of them are going to be dumping us now that we're actually posting new content. <laughs> Do not say that! Uh, let's go ahead and just get started. In fact, there was a story that we shared on Patreon over the summer from David that's just amazing. And Let's go ahead and kick off with that one. You <coughs> wrote to us and you said, I have a ghost that follows in my car. I just read your email to Rebecca and she was like, I have so many questions. Yeah, already.
0: Yeah, I mean, you ask, ask anything you want. I mean, I've had a couple experiences, but this is the one that really has been bothering me for like the last three four years. I can tell have first started when we start yeah, yeah go for it we're rolling okay i'm gonna keep on working but anyways wait, uh, wait wait
3: what are working right now what are you, what are working? you doing? Yeah, working
0: right now. i'm a truck driver
3: oh, oh okay oh, cool
4: okay, oh Just yeah stay on the road I'm can you living- honk your horn for us yeah yeah, there you go. that was awesome. There you go. Rebecca, you are a seven-year-old. I
3: really am. Can I just tell you, the first time I taught my nieces and nephews that if you do the thing out the out the side of your window and they honk their horn back at you, it was the best day of my life. <laughs> <laughs>
2: they oh, loved man. it.
3: That is that is like a special it moment. Really it really is, especially is. when you get the horn in response to it. It's so exciting. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> okay,
4: so David, tell us your story.
0: Well, it started out like my buddy, his name was Dennis. We were out of town, and I worked for Brinks Armored Truck Company at the time. So we used to travel from Nashville, Tennessee, to Columbia, South Carolina. Well, me and him was like riding buddies who would ride up there together and save money on gas. And then, like, went out for a couple drinks, and he's like, he's like hey, you want to you wanna feel my ghost? What? I'm like, what? I was like, man, get out of here, bro. <laughs> Quit playing with me. Like, I've seen a couple ghosts in my life. I'm just like... Sure, dude. Whatever. Yeah, it sounds kind of like so, code for
4: something, too. Yeah, it does.
3: I know. I thought <laughs> yeah. he was going to like try to convince you to do something dirty kind of in the bathroom. Yay! Yes,
4: yeah. Right? Yeah. It's
3: like the new glory oh. hole or something.
4: <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. <laughs>
3: you won't oh, feel trust my ghost?
0: He, Oh, trust me. Oh, trust me. It gets better. Okay. So, like, and here we are. We just went out and had a couple of drinks and, you know, ate dinner and we went back to our, to our hotel room. That we were saying that. I stayed in one room. He stayed in the other room. But he's like, all right, come in here. Lay down in the bed. I'm like, dude. dude <laughs> no! I was like... Dude, I'm not. Your gay, is cool, whatever. But I'm not. I'm not like that. Yeah. So you know, I'm gonna go ahead and get out of this. Like he's I like, appreciate like,
3: the offer, like, but I'm seriously. gonna back out.
0: Right, right. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna back out of this. And then, uh, and then he said, "Okay, lay down right here." I said, "Okay." I lay down. He lay down next to me, and I kind of like gleamed in his eyes, just trying to make like a like, "Ooh yeah," you know, just playing around with him. He goes, <laughs> "Like, dude, shut up." <laughs> I kept on laughing and stuff. He goes, "All right, just lay here real still." And you could hear, it was like a real soft, soft sound of like old-timey kind of music maybe playing in the background, but it was so soft. You couldn't even like tell who it was. You could just hear little guitar strings here and there. It's like, that's the song that I was telling you about. I said, okay. In the hotel room, you can hear like somebody walking around. You know how like when you're wearing pants and you hear the pant legs yes, squish back yes, and forth? Yes. You know, you can hear the walking around. Mm-hmm. And then you could also feel it very softly like it's patting the edge of the bed all the way from one side of the bed all the way down to your feet, and then all the way down to the other side of the bed. We're like, dude, what is that? He's like, just just keep it home. i was like, all right. He said, all right, now face me. Lay on your side and face me. And then we faced each other laying on this side of the bed. And then something about 150 pounds literally sat down very softly on the bed springs. And you can hear the bed springs, the little springs. Mm-hmm. go tick
2: tick,
0: tick, 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 I'm like,
2: no! oh,
0: scared the crap out of me. Okay. Oh, my like, God, so that
4: Wait, keep going. Keep what happened next? <laughs>
0: That's it. I mean, it didn't do anything. It just literally sat there. I said, dude, I got to get up. Is it and like attached like,
4: to him or something?
0: It's attached to him. It falls him from wherever he's at. He cannot explain it. He's like, it doesn't bother me doesn't do anything i was like well that's freaking weird dude i'm going back i'm going back to my room
4: it almost sounds pleasant though yeah it's like if you just have this little like you're not going to be lonely you've always got this thing Mm -hmm. i think it's crazy that
3: he can basically conjure it up on demand it just shows up whenever he wants to
5: what
4: a great party trick i wonder if it ever spoons you know because that's (laughs) what i really thought that was coming next yeah like it'd be lonely
0: whenever like it passed around the bed and stuff like that Mm -hmm. you can see like the sheets the sheep will move down, you know what I mean yeah. it doesn't like grab it or pull on it I mean it's so soft and it's so crazy you're like it's not even scary
4: right it doesn't it and, doesn't sound intimidating in any no. way does he have no, any idea no. who it is
0: no he has no idea who it is I still to this day don't understand what that was, but the funny thing it was he stopped going out of town and I kept on going out of town mm-hmm. while I brought one of my other buddies His name's Kevin Me and him went out of town and I was riding in the car, and I'm getting close to Columbia, South Carolina. This is like two, three weeks later, and this is what keeps on bothering me. At first, I would be driving down the road. I was like, what is moving? making my seat move? Mm-hmm. And I kind of look, looked down, and the same way it was doing on the bed, it was doing on the edge of my seat in my car.
3: Like you could see the imprint in the seat of your car? You could
0: see the imprint on the seat of your car. It's almost like somebody's, like, pushing on the back of your seat right. to, like, let you know it's there.
4: Oh, my god!
3: And,
0: and I got freaked out. And my friend Kevin, he's a, I'm a Christian, but he's, like, going to church very, he's 100%. Yeah. Yeah,
4: he's all in. Hardcore I mean, religion. Yeah.
3: all in, yeah.
0: Hardcore to the ninth all degree. In. I, said, right. I said, dude, this thing is freaking me out. He looked at it. He's like, no, dude, I ain't got nothing to do with this. I don't want none of this around me. I literally parked the car on the side of the interstate. Got out. I'm like, what do I do? Over the couple of years that this has been going on, the more scared I am of it, Ooh. the more he would do it. I got less afraid of it. I mean, I used to like elbow it, stop, cuss at it. <laughs> you know, I just wasn't afraid of it anymore. And then when I started doing that, it stopped for a while and then it would come back But it it never did anything to me. How many? But it followed me in every car that I was even in, even inside the Brinks truck.
3: Oh, so even after you went on to a different vehicle, it's still there.
0: Yes. Something was attached to me, but I never saw it. It is the weirdest experience I've ever had in my life. And I've contacted, like, Ghostbusters—not Ghostbusters, but uh, people who actually try to, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, research what's going on in your house. And I wrote them, kind of like I wrote Mm y'all. I never heard a word. I'm like, Whatever
4: send another email though because I know they get lots of inquiries right. but the first thing I would try is saging
3: yeah that's always our number one go-to
4: and I could almost guarantee it, now that you're talking about it again it's going to happen again yeah. just since you mentioned it mm-hmm. you know uh,
0: you, you know I swear it was like a couple days ago I thought I felt it and I was like eh. this yeah this
4: is going to sound weird but I almost think
0: yeah.
3: so the story that you told initially with your friend who has the ghost attached to him if somehow yeah. when he showed it to you Did that that like know. open a door yeah that allows you to now be attached to something because it's almost Sounds ritualistic a little bit, how he's yeah. like maybe lay down and turn towards yeah. him and he's yeah.
0: used to it. I mean, he knows how it's gonna react to whatever he does in a room.
4: Well and we've heard you know? we've heard mm-hmm. lots of stories of this kind of interaction mm-hmm. like the sitting on the bed or the mm-hmm. touching or or just that manipulation of the environment. Yeah. But I've yeah. never really heard of it following someone like that or then reattaching. Does your friend still have his
0: experience? Does he still have his ghost? I haven't talked to him in like the last six, seven months, but he's like, no, I haven't really had any experiences. So, I mean, it, so... it really kind of slowed down. Maybe it was a time in my life when I was partying too much and being a little, too, I, I never, never done drugs, so I know it wasn't just, I was hallucinating. I mean, right. No. I just, I just, like, to drink, you know, every few
3: nights. I don't think that has anything to do with it. Uh, yeah. Like, I think,
4: no, I've had plenty of times where yeah. I'm just, like, shit-faced drunk, and right. I have not had ghost experiences. No, no so not like this. No. I don't think that, that those go hand-in-hand. Hand. But mm-hmm. I would definitely try saging mm-hmm. if it starts bugging you again, mm-hmm. you know?
0: I don't even care. I'm just going to leave it alone. <laughs> He's like, whatever. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> hey, seriously. I'll just live with it for
4: the rest of my life.
3: Yeah.
0: It, it really doesn't bother me. Hey, If it's cool, if it's there, I mean, if it's not, whatever. No, but I mean, it
3: doesn't bother you now. It did at first. So, was, there's definitely something oh, to the fear man. factor. Yeah. It's trying to play yeah. on your fear, I think.
4: Wouldn't it be yeah. cool, though, if you could kind of train it and be oh like, oh my
3: God, get me a beer. Yes. Oh, so it's oh, like,
4: oh.
0: Yeah. Oh. At least
3: it's
4: got some boundaries.
3: Right. You yeah. know, you can't have it crossing any Me Too lines. I know. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Like, would it be weird if I liked it? I mean, I don't
3: know. <laughs> Dude, you wouldn't be the first one. We talked about Ron Artest, the basketball player or whatever. Right. And yeah. he had a ghost encounter, and he just kind of went with it. Yeah. Which would be fine yeah. until it, it, like,
4: made itself apparent. You could see it, and right. it was, like, all toothy and weird or whatever. Oh. And then would be like, no, go back to yeah. being
0: invisible. You know, and I tell people all this. And honestly, people don't believe me. I, you know, I, I don't really care. I know what I experienced. You know, I don't need people to believe me, but I would like some answers, though. Yeah,
4: mm-hmm. we believe you. Know? you. <laughs> we definitely yeah. believe yeah. you. And honestly, we had at the beginning of season three a whole bunch of truck driver <laughs> stories, mm-hmm. like ghost stories of things really? that have happened specifically when guys were on the road. And we did some googling. And maybe you don't want to do this, but yeah. if you Google like truck driver ghost stories, there are tons of experiences that are, that are very similar to that. Not so much even inside the truck with you, but on the Outside pounding mm. on the walls, on the doors, and stuff oh, like really?
0: that. Don't
4: Google that, David. <laughs> <laughs> don't, we don't want to force you down a. a I know. <laughs> yeah. You don't need that in <laughs> your yeah, life no, right you
0: now. Me and <laughs> Sitting in the big old Brinks truck, you hear the same song, same little whisper, same little guitar solo, same everything. (laughs) Crazy.
1: Do not forget to send your stories, hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's
4: hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. And by the way, we are going to take videos now, yes? Because again, we have the TikTok page, which is so big, and we just posted a video from Adam from the Working Fans podcast. He posted a video about a ghost that came to him when he was a little boy, when he was living in an abusive household. We post that on TikTok, and all these people start commenting to to him and all these mm-hmm. loving messages. So definitely send your videos, send your audio, send the written emails, honadayapodcast at gmail.com. I feel like we need to have a new section, the buzzkill section where people call in and uh, <laughs> disprove. Yeah, wah, wah. Yes, exactly. We need like the Debbie Downer. So many people shot down the Stanley Hotel closing door video yeah. that we posted. We also got this one that came from Tim. He says, sadly, I've noticed that some of the EVPs you've were given are not real. The Lizzie hmm. Borden EVPs you got from Danny are fake. I'm not calling her a liar, but I think she was trying to protect her brand. Being from the area, the EVPs are missing something glaring to me. They don't have the local accent. The R sound is crisp and clear in all of them. You know the whole park the cotton and have <laughs> yacht thing. And corner the car and clam counter. <laughs> yes. I believe why they were so clear is because she and the person she's with are doing the speaking sorry my first message is a buzzkill but i love the show and i can't wait to get caught all the way up that had never even occurred to me no didn't even cross my mind but
1: here's the thing okay maybe it isn't from the actual house maybe it's something that uh, danny has attached to her exactly maybe it's something that's following her and that's why there isn't an accent a- also tim i'm gonna need a resume what do you do for a living i need you to like i don't know are you a ghost <laughs> disprover or something i need you to back that up
4: Okay, so this next story comes from Joe, and Joe has an amazing story that she shared with us on Patreon that we will be sharing a little bit later in the season, but I thought you would appreciate this one. We'll be right back.
2: Bloody FM presents
4: Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums wandering spirits to demons over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world tune in to hometown ghost stories live on youtube every tuesday night at 9 p.m eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted
6: Hey, Julia and Rebecca. I hope you guys are well. It's Jo. When I got married, I actually spent two evenings at the Most Haunted pub in York. It's a very oldie-worldie city in England and it's famous for its cobbled roads and its ancient history. And it's also famous for its most haunted pub in England and it's called the Golden Fleece. So... Um, I decided to get my girls together and we were all ordered to wear our best haunted outfit. I went as the ghost bride, obviously, and then we spent a few days in this pub, which was terrifying it's really ancient anyway i think it dates back to the 1500s and it feels like it's lopsided well it is lopsided and um, so the rooms are all at an angle so even when you're like lying in bed you're lying sort of half out of bed you can't really put a cup on any of the side tables because they all slope Not a massive amount happened to me, personally, while we were there. But one of the girls that went had a terrifying moment in the night. They'd heard, like, a trolley going through the room at about 2 or 3 in the morning, and there was literally nobody there, but they could hear, like, the trolley wheels. But what was weird for me, particularly, was actually when we came home, I remember telling my husband-to-be, I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't really see much, it was really creepy. And then I said, oh, I'm going to go and have a bath. I went upstairs, ran the bath, lay in the bath and the shampoo bottle moved all the way across the shelf by itself from one end to the other and i could physically see it lift and hover and move all the way across and then place back down again i kid you not i left that bathroom so (laughs) fast trying to explain that to my husband who is a complete non-believer of ghosts was traumatic in itself he was like well you shouldn't have gone to a haunted house look what it's done to you (laughs) but I know what I saw and actually when we got the photos back there was some incredible pictures where there was huge orbs in front of us But I will send you one of those pictures so you can have a look. Lots of love. Love the podcast. And I am a super fan.
4: Cheers. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Joe. So a couple of things. First, Google Golden Fleece in York. The pictures of this place are incredible. And you can tell that it's sloping from the outside because even the windows are kind of leaning a little bit. I'm like, how fun. It's kind of like a fun house already. Once they start letting American people (laughs) leave America. Go her. <laughs> Back across the pond. We're not spreading <laughs> cooties everywhere. Like we got to go because these pictures were just incredible. Okay, so next we need to talk about the ghost baby photo that we shared everywhere this past week. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, all of them. We had this photo. It looks like a kid, a toddler mm-hmm. walking in a doorway.
1: Yeah, Bobby said they were living, he was living with his sister in some Washington County, Pennsylvania public housing. He says, after installing the new floor for my sister, I started taking pics with this cheap $100 digital camera. My sister has two children, a girl and a boy, but they weren't in the room at the time of the photo. Bobby and his sister would hear kids playing in the halls all the time, though, especially at night when the kids were asleep. Bobby says my sister would always buy new binkies for my nephew because they would go missing. There was a field behind their building where I would take walks when I was on my phone. Usually after 8 to 12 binkies would go missing, I would find them in the same place in the middle of this field placed in a neat pile ah! <laughs> to this day my nephew has never been in that field as he got older my sister started trying to get him to give up the binky we tried so many things and finally decided to tie a bunch of balloons to his binky so it could go be with the ghost baby well that's kind of sweet isn't yeah, it yeah yeah which is what we started calling the figure in the pic uh there wasn't a cloud in the sky when my nephew let the binky and balloons go but they blew right into a tree too high off the ground for any of us to reach Later that night, I got a phone call and made my way to the field out back where I could see in the moonlight reflecting off of something in the field. There were the balloons all still tied to my nephew's binky. Mm-hmm.
4: Wow. That mental image of walking out into the field and seeing the moonlight kind of shining off of <laughs> a bunch of balloons. Yes. I, I know. That's just like a little too close to it for comfort. And there's no
1: freaking way that a baby with binkies is going to make his way out into the middle of the field and
4: neatly place them there. Yeah, and a little pile. Okay, Rebecca, you know what time it is.
0: Oh! <gasps> What would you do if your pet died on
2: you and it came back to tell you hello? Ah! Would you run away or would you choose to stay? It's your dead pet of the week.
4: Wait for it. It's your dead pet of the week. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> And we've been getting lots of dead pet of the week theme songs, so please keep sending them. They are fantastic. That was Adam's. That wasn't just a theme song. He wrote an entire chorus. And forgive me because that will be stuck in your head now. It's really weird. In a little while, you'll be like, "What would you do?" All right. so this story comes from Gina. She says, we had to put our family cat named Sunny down in February of this year. She was older and enjoyed spending time in our basement. She was very vocal and always greeted you with a loud meow. Oh God, I've had cats like that. Um, After she passed, I kept thinking I would hear a meow coming from the basement. I would also see a small shadow in the corner of my eye when doing laundry down there. A few months went on and somehow I got into the conversation of hearing things with my family. My mother goes, I don't know, but sometimes I still hear the cat meowing. And my father immediately chimes in with, I hear All the time I thought it was all Just in my head Maybe it is in our heads But it's still nice To hear her She has a distinct meow And we miss her very much Oh, That is so sweet That is sweet Okay here's another one And this person Wants to remain anonymous
2: Okay so when I was About 19 years old I was working At my local county jail I was working night shift And somebody had Committed suicide In the jail People used to say uh, That you know He haunted the place And everything Well, some nights I would go into the pod where he had committed suicide, and I would see faces in some of the cells that nobody was staying in. But one night, I was up in the tower, which is the station where we watch all the inmates while they're just in the day room area, but it was like 3 o'clock in the morning, so everybody was up in their cells, and, you know, we have a rec yard at the jail, and The button for the inmates to page us, they have buttons in all their rooms for them to page us, but the single button that was in the rec yard went off. Nobody should have been in the rec yard. So I radio, you know, one of the people on shift and I say, hey, will you go check the rec yard because the buzzer's going off and I click in to the rec yard and I can hear breathing. Like, just as clear as day, I can hear, like, somebody is right up to the speaker and, like, is breathing into it. And it's completely scary. And I'm like, will you please come check the rec yard? I, I truly believe somebody is in there. And as soon as I say that over the radio, a hand smacks the window of the tower. A person cannot touch that window from the ground. It's, like, at least 10 feet up. And, I mean, it smacks that window as hard, and, I mean, it shakes the whole tower, and it scares me to death. I had about two more hours I had to sit up there in that tower and wait to be relieved. But yeah, that was the scariest experience I've ever had in my life.
4: Dear Lord, the haunted prisons. I can't handle it. I know. And we've got another, like, creepy prison story coming up soon. Oh. All right. So this story comes from Scott. And he says, I'm originally from Ohio. And this took
1: place at my friend's house when we were about 10 or 11 years old. I'm 51 now. And the fact that I can still remember it tells you the impact it had on me. I had gone over to my friend's house and we were playing in the basement like we did so many times before. We were typical boys and playing rather loudly with a tricycle and a big wheel. For some reason, we were just backing up and ramming them into the wall of the basement and yelling, laughing, typical boy stuff. Always crashing cars, right? (laughs) We were getting louder and louder. Then all of a sudden, I heard clear as a bell the deepest, guttural voice yell, Stop! (laughs) Stop! (laughs) It was so loud. I completely froze and tried to process what just happened. I looked at my friend, Matt, and he was frozen, too. We looked at each other like, did you just hear that, too? We'd immediately ran upstairs to find the source, assuming that it was my friend's dad. Here's the problem, though. Not only was his dad not at the top of the stairs, he was outside mowing the lawn, which meant there was no possible way it could have come from him. We both confirmed we heard the exact same word, (laughs) dog, in the same demonic voice. We were done playing in that basement, and lucky we didn't have to change our shorts. (laughs) That's always a go-to.
4: I can still hear the voice, and even though I can imitate it now, I never want to hear it again. We've gotten so many of these where the kids are acting like assholes, and there's some (laughs) voice that jumps in that's like, oh, my God, will you please? Like, you're being so obnoxious that the dead is rising. (sighs) to tell you to shut <laughs> up. So this next story comes from Nat in Australia.
5: Hi there Haunted AF crew. This is Nat from Australia. I wanted to let you know my story that happened to me in Tasmania. There's a place in Tasmania that's a former penal colony, which is a jail basically for convicts that were sent out here from England and it was a pretty horrible place and they had a lot of like really yucky things happen there But um, my mum and I went there and we just wanted to look at the nice old buildings and it's like a natural sort of amphitheatre and it's surrounded by beautiful Australian bush and goes down to the water. It's this gorgeous place. Anyway, we went there and we spent a day sort of looking at everything and then we were staying in uh, hostels. So we stayed in this old house. This is actually on the Port Arthur property. It's sort of painted yellow. It's quite cheerful. And, you know, there's some other backpacker people around and mum and I were kind of excited about our cute little room which was upstairs in an attic (laughs) which sounds super spooky in retrospect but it wasn't really at the time. We weren't really interested in the ghost tours or anything so we went to bed and then it was the scariest thing that's ever happened to me in the middle of the night. I woke up with a start and I couldn't move my body and it really freaked me out. So the first thing you go to do is scream, but I couldn't scream either. I couldn't make any noise to tell my mum. I could see her, my eyes could roll to the other side of the room and see her with her back to me sleeping in this little attic room in the dark. And then I had this like terrible sensation that somebody was coming up the stairs and I couldn't see anything but I could feel that somebody was coming. Then I got this horrible sensation that somebody really angry was in the room and I started sinking down into the bed it pushed me down and down into the bed until I was in complete darkness but looking up I could see a tiny little bit of light where the room was that I was in so it was sort of inside the bed which sounds pretty crazy but you know when you experience this there's no way to explain (laughs) this to anybody and I felt like that entity had pushed me down there and this had never happened in my life before and I never experienced it again since so it's pretty strange while I was down there in the dark I was really scared I was like what's happening to me this is really crazy so I looked at the little bit of light and I thought well at least there's still that little bit of light and then I started to sort of rise up towards that light again then I was back in my body on the bed and I was started to be able to move for a little bit and I lay there and I was just terrified and then I felt really embarrassed because I can't wake up my mom. Like this is really <laughs> weird and crazy. And i lay there for like hours because i was so scared and i was like oh, i'm no way i'm gonna go to sleep again just in case that happens again and then um i heard the first bird in the morning i heard this like <laughs> not really like a crow and i was like oh thank goodness like the world is still there there's going to be a morning because i was so terrified anyway so apparently the old hag or the crushing ghost or whatever is folklore across the world has its own name because afterwards I had to try and do some research to work out what the flip had just happened to me and uh, yeah I found out that this is really common across the world even though I didn't know anything about it and it's never happened to me again thank goodness. While I was researching, I found this really old video of a TV show where a guy was interviewed and he was a builder and he'd been put up by his building company in this place and he'd had the exact same thing happen to me. It was amazing. I loved it seeing that. I was like, oh, thank goodness I'm not crazy.
4: First of all, her whole description reminds me of this. Now you're in the sunken place. Doesn't
5: it? Doesn't yes! that
4: sound like that? Yes, I was. Thinking the exact same thing because when she talks about seeing that tiny bit of light, it just sounds like that scene from Get Out. Uh, So, a couple of things. First of all, so Nat is talking about Port Arthur in Australia, and that is actually where that huge shooting happened in the '90s that caused Uh all the big sweeping changes. And when Nat wrote, she was like, "That's such a horrible part of our history. I hate to even Mm -hmm. mention it." She's like, "So I'll leave that up to you if you want to mention it." Nat stayed in a place called Roseview House, and when you Mm. Google Roseview house that is another place that is famously haunted so she's not alone there have been so many experiences in this one place we'll also share a link to uh Port Arthur because there's this one where it's like drone footage going by the old penal colony and it's Mm -hmm. it's an amazing piece of history so I am
1: curious though would you classify that at all as a sleep paralysis story I mean I've never heard anything that extreme dream when it comes to sleep
4: paralysis. I don't know. And we've talked about this before. So many strange experiences are are explained away as sleep paralysis. Mm -hmm. I think most people can tell the difference between a dream state and a sleep state. And even that state where you're kind of awake and not totally awake, where you're kind Mm -hmm. of questioning things, I think we can all tell the difference. But when you have an experience that extreme that sticks with you for the rest of your life and it never happens anyplace else, um, I don't really think that that was sleep paralysis. I don't think
1: so either. I mean, the fact that she's being pushed down so far into something that is like maybe a different
4: dimension or something. Yeah, it sounds a little like sleep paralysis by definition, but there's too much going on there. right, so this next email comes from Cody Reyes. He says, I'm a comedian, and aspiring writer, but I have no jokes on this subject. It scared me so badly simply because there is no explanation for it. It was November of 2001 and I was 12 years old. I lived in Dallas, Texas. Uh Uh-oh, that's where we are. Okay, we can maybe go investigate this place then. Oh, I don't know. He says... It was my first year in Boy Scouts after graduating Cop Scouts and the campouts had less adult supervision. This one in particular was the War Games campout themed around an all-day game of Capture the Flag. I remember it being about an hour outside of the city on some guy's land. Imagine a thick forest with 100 yards of no trees going down the middle, cutting it in half. One side of the trees was where we camped and in the middle was where we assembled. And the other side we left alone because it was too far away from the camps. One day, I crossed over to the other Other side because i had to go number two and i didn't want anyone walking up on me of course not of course not he says no there was no bathroom i went about 20 feet into the tree line and found the perfect log to sit over with a branch to (laughs) hold on (laughs) to so while i'm doing my business i noticed a shadow under the nearby ferns moving forward but when i stared straight at it it stopped moving I was sure it was one of the older kids trying to embarrass me. So I stared at it a little harder. Then it started moving again while I was looking at it. Honestly, it looked like a guy in a black morph suit crawling like a panther towards me. Uh, I wiped as fast as I could. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God he wiped. (laughs) By the time I got my pants up, it was about five yards away from me. And I still couldn't make out anything but blackness. Mind you, this was in the middle of a partly cloudy day about 3 p.m. Everything was visible. I started running and then turned for a second and I saw it rise like a guy standing up. I swear it was partially see-through, especially the outer edges. But that's the part of my memory I question. Could it be my mind playing tricks on me or some kind of Mandela effect? By the way, a Mandela effect is a false memory. And if you want to go down a wild rabbit hole, Google Mandela effect. Uh, So anyhow, he says, I told the guys in my squad and they said it was a boar, which I knew was BS because it didn't look like a boar and they don't stalk their prey. I've talked to several people about this and came up with two fair conclusions. It was either what some would identify as a demon or an evil spirit, or it was just a guy in a black morph suit trying to scare a kid with his pants down. (laughs) (laughs) Both are very disturbing to me. And morph suits weren't easy to come by in 2000, especially in the middle of nowhere, Texas. Okay, if it's the guy in the morph
1: suit um that is almost more terrifying than any other ghostly like (laughs) type experience ever because that's a real dude who could really hurt you while wearing a
4: morph suit suit, i know (laughs) and morph suits are inherently terrifying anyhow yes oh my god don't you just see some guy putting one on and he's like i am the knight like hiding (laughs) like just waiting for little campers to come out yes Terrifying. Yeah, I don't know. There's no good ending to that one. So No,
1: there's not. Glad you got away, Cody. <laughs> All right, guys, don't forget. Send your stories to us. We need them. We always need them. Podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. And
4: remember, we're doing some new cool things. We're taking written. We're taking audio and video now. So yes. send your videos. And tune in next week when we'll hear stories about a beautiful woman who haunts a prison. We'll share a story Ooh. from the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. And we'll hear more about them those goddamn haunted dolls. Why are people no! still buying those things? No, no, no. That's all coming up on the next Haunted AF. All
3: right, guys. Don't forget to subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever your platform is that you love listening to. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, or you can chat with us directly on our brand new website, hauntedaf.com.
4: Got to say thanks to Andrew Mamaliga for our theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. And of course, we got to thank you, the listeners. Thanks for listening. By the way, Julie. If I first, I'm coming back to haunt you. I'll come back to haunt you too, Rebecca.
3: Aww.